What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. tonight's episode no you were like Haha. it's episode 77 it's episode 77. i mean 78 episode 78 um and do you know what we're talking about tonight disney good haunted and what else disney. haunted disney and what else did we like halloween. all right of course halloween i am christopher balzano and i am ella balzano and we are officially even though it's a few days away starting the beginning of the season and we've got our Halloween mugs going on tonight. Um, okay, so when you think of Disney, right, what do you think of? Walt Disney. Okay, let me th- okay, let me rephrase the question. When you think of Disney and you and the pictures I posted to promote the show tonight, what do you think of? A high princess. Okay, so princess. And what else? A Lego person. Or a Star Wars person. And what was the other picture? Did you see the other a picture? A pirate. Okay, so what do you think? The night... Oh my word, it is a dark and stormy night. You can hear the lightning. So what do you think the episode should be called? Are you asking? Like, yeah. have you already decided? Yeah, I have decided. But... <laughs> Princess and pirates. Princess and pirates, yes. Oh my god. Welcome to episode 78 of Tripping on Legends. I think I put 77 in the uh, in the title there. Um, but yes, episode 78 of Tripping on Legends. Princess called... and Pirates. All right, so we're laughing because there's this really bad <laughs> commercial. It's for uh, 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 migraine C- medication. C- yeah, it's for migraine medication. It usually plays on the CW channel. Right, so when we watch our CW, we watch our superhero shows together. They'll pick this, this horrible commercial. Most fun. With the uh, with a woman who is, um, 
she's suffering from migraines. When she takes this medication, she's able to play with her daughter. No, it was a. It, and was, the a, game, it was a dad and daughter. Remember? No, no. The original commercial was a daughter and was, Wait, a, was? a woman. Yes. And yeah. what game are they able to play? Princesses and pirates, and we make fun of it each time because they are the most ridiculous uh, people of all time. <laughs> Welcome to Tripping on Legends, where we have the most ridiculous people of all time. This is an edition Tripping on Legends with kids, because the subject matter I felt was uh, perfect for for Ella to um, to kind of chime in on. Because even though she doesn't remember, it seems. Um, she's been to Disney and Universal and some of these other parks I've been to Universal. multiple I went times. To, I went to Disney once, like actual Disney once. You, okay, well, you didn't. You went more than once. No, I yes, didn't. Yes, you only remember once, and that's why I never go again, because I'm not spending that kind of money. Maybe. You never know. We'll see. Um, thank you guys for coming in, especially those of you guys who are listening in on Midnight.fm, where it is always midnight. Every time I say Midnight.fm, you have to say where it's always midnight. Thank you for our audience at Midnight FM. Where it's always midnight. That's their little, like, call thing. Uh, thank you for our <laughs> IG audience. You can get us on IG. Do you know my, the IG account name? What do you want to mention? Spooky Tripping. Spooky Excellent. Tripping. And, of course, on our Facebook Live, which is facebook.com backslash Tripping on Legend. We have an interesting show for you tonight. We're going to be kind of silly because I think some of this um, involves a certain level of, of, of humor um, we're going to be talking about the dark side of things, but there definitely is um, kind of a wacky uh, element to this. I think it's um, also, just to chime in, I think it's really funny that we're talking about Disney and I'm wearing a Prada. You are that Those two things are not related at all. I am wearing the one product from Disney that I actually will support, which is Star Wars. Um, although, I, you know, I guess I'm into Marvel, too, a little bit. Um, but there is, um, we're talking about Disney, and... Before we go any further, I want to uh, say that we are dedicating tonight's episode um, to Bonnie Kern Carr. Bonnie Kern Carr was one of the original Mouseketeers. Do you know what the Mouseketeers are? I've heard of Okay, because I don't even think there is one for your generation. There's one for the generation kind of in between us. Um, but she was one of the original Mouseketeers, and she passed away yesterday. Um, and they were, for those of you guys who don't know, they were the... Um, they had a TV show, right? But they were kind of like the spokespeople, like a club that was surrounded or, or kind of completely involved and um, immersed in Disney. And so the rabbit ears, I mean the rabbit ears, the, um, mouse, the mouse ears, I believe, were originally um, part of their costume. Like that's how they kind of came out. And they were an extremely popular TV show and, and they kind of just spread good cheer and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and she was one of the original ones and she passed away so... Um, for uh, for Don, um, I decided that we we're going to dedicate the show because they were close in real life. So um, we appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. We understand M I C M I C K E Y M O U S E. See, that's the that's the Mouseketeer song. So you know something about it. M I C K E Y. Actually, it's M I C. See you real soon. K E Y. Why? Because we love you. Okay, anyway, um, we do enough singing. To us, there is really uh, only one debate. We understand the debates are on tonight. You guys could be watching that live in a little bit, and maybe some of you will click off to us. Um, but there, um, there really is only one debate, and I think in this household, it's no longer a debate, and that is 
candy, candy corns, corn, man. like ab abomination or fun fun treats. So Ella, what do you feel about the candy corns? Both. It can't be an abomination and yummy food. You ate all the pumpkins. What the heck? I didn't eat all the pumpkins. Yes, you did. Someone came in and stole them. So we're not going to actually eat that much on air, but we did want to kind of do a salute to the candy corns. Ella, have you read um, Haunted Florida Love Stories yet? Well, I plan to, though. Did you purchase your copy of it? I lived with you. So you're not going to purchase your copy of it with that random money you seem to always have whenever you want something. No, I don't. I literally have... Because it's because I'm saving up for the Illuminati. Okay. So the answer was no. No, I tried to buy one for you, and you were like, You guys you can live buy... with me! You guys can buy your copy. I've been sending out... Uh, discounted copies. They're still out of discount. You can get an autographed copy for $20 if you hit me up on any of my social media. And obviously, you can uh, take that opportunity to also uh, purchase any of my other books. I shouldn't say any of my other books. Haunted Love, Dark Woods, Ghost of the Bridgewater Triangle, all of which I have copies of for sale. You can get autographed copies and get them at a discounted price. Just hit them up on any of my social media. Or you can email me directly at spookytripping at gmail.com. My Twitter is Spooky Balzano. And of course, like it's I said, already said, my IG is, uh, is Spooky Tripping as well. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the. Well, you can turn those lights off, but you can't turn these because that's what powers us. Um, we're going to talk about some of the uh, stranger stories, uh, both ghost stories and urban legend type things that are coming out of amusement parks um, in Florida, right? Um, and of course, obviously, the biggest ones that we talk about are Disney um, and Universal, right? But there are other ones. I mean, we've done uh, entire episodes. We've done a deep, deep dive exploration that you can look in. I'll put the information in the show notes. I'm going to say Hollywood Studios, but that's Disney, too. That's Disney, too. Um, we've done Silver Springs, right? And Silver Springs, as we've always said, is Disney before Disney. It was the top attraction in the state. Um, we've talked about some of the um, more, some of the smaller ones, especially when we talked about Mini Lights um, and the alligator farms and the, um, the kidnapping of s small African Americans to work in those Alligator farms as, as as feeders and sometimes, unfortunately, as food um, when we were exploring that legend. So there is obviously a deep history in Florida of amusements, right? This is the place where people get away from. Florida is known as, it's the Sunshine State. It's not vacation land, that's Maine. But it is the place where people go to retire, right? It is the place where people go to be part of the sun. And such, we have so many old people and everyone here is a terrible driver. Yes, we can say that as well. Um, but it is the place where people... It's almost like a promise land, right? So, do you know about, like, the Fountain of Youth? I went to the Fountain of Youth. Okay, but, like, this, the legend of the Fountain of Youth? Yes, of course I know the Okay, legend. so who was looking for the Fountain of Youth? Who's uh, the main Ponce guy? Ponce de Leon. Ponce de Leon. And Florida is that, right? So, Florida is the place where not only do people, when they retire, come down here, but people of all ages come down here uh, looking to recapture their youth, Right? Like, no matter how, what people say about their, um... I actually drank from the Fountain of Youth. Bringing their kids. Where did you go to the Fountain of Youth? 
St. Augustine. In St. Augustine, okay, excellent. I went there on um, February 8th and 9th on the class field trip, remember? Well, thank you for the exact dates on those. That was awesome. <laughs> um, and people come to be with their kids, to take their kids, but it's really the adults. Do you know anyone who is completely Disney crazy? Yes, God's waiting room, definitely. Miss Bice, my science teacher. Miss Bice, right? And Mal Mal is as well. Mal Mal. Mal Mal. And they've kind of turned that, although they do some pretty cool and, things. And oh my god, Carly uh, Rogan. Okay, you don't have to say last name. Fourth names. grade. Well, that's good, though. Um, I had a teacher when yeah, I was in. I made it. I had a teacher when I was in fifth and sixth grade named Miss Russo, <laughs> whose the, her walls were covered with pictures of Mickey Mouse and Journey. Oh, Okay, and so you know it's really kind of this place where everyone is supposed to be happy there, right? Even though I don't know any parents who go there and are happy afterwards. Uh, it but it does. It does create a hysteria, right? It's, it was designed to be um, the perfect world, right? It was designed to be to be. Oh my word! People who Margie has relatives that actually work there. Um, your mom worked there. You know that, right? Yeah, she was Chippendale. She, she was Chippendale. Um, but it, 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 it's hypnotic. And it was designed to be that way. It was designed to be a fairy tale for people looking to get away from reality, right? And the idea of Walt Disney and kind of, of, of what he envisioned was this place that pushed the boundaries of technology, pushed the boundaries of the imagination, like combined those two things to create something that could be enjoyed by everybody. And it's one of those things, yes, definitely Journey the Band. Um, I don't know any was, other Journey. It was one of those things that um, he was successful in, right? I mean, people come to Disney to get away from everything. People drop extraordinary amounts of money, extraordinary amounts of time and stress to go to this place and for a little bit of time... Wait through these absolutely crazy, ridiculous lines. Um, I once waited two hours to get on uh, Battle um, Battle at Greenbacks at Universal. Did you really? I actually, I think it was three hours. And we love it, right? We we eat it up. Like, give us our money, take our money, because it's part of that um, escapism, right? It's part of that different world. It's part of the um, stepping outside of yourself and stepping into what is possible. Right, and I think when you combine those two things, when you combine kind of the the magic of Disney with um, the kind of aura of attractions, you're gonna you're gonna make some legends, right? Um, this is I just want to kind of promote this. This is a great. This is called Tales of Rocky Point um, by Jason Mann um, and. This is an incredible book here about Rocky Point, right? And about the uh, crazy stories um, and the ghost stories that, and ghostly legends that came out of Rocky Point Park, which was one of the, um, one of the big attractions in New England for a while. And everyone who's been there has these crazy stories about the things that happened there. You can kind of get closer to me if you want to be in the camera. Um, or, you know, weird things that happened, friend, you know, friendships that were made. I mean, it's this really great book. Um, and I was hoping to work with Jason years ago, and we never have actually gotten around to it. 
but it kind of hints at um, the almost inherent nature for there to be weird things about amusement parks. If we think about the average everyday amusement park, like the carnivals that come around, I love how there's like lightning during this whole thing. Um, the amusement parks that come around, the carnivals that come around, there's something um, creepy about them. There's something inherently creepy. So as we're going on tonight, we are definitely going to be talking about the ones here in Central Florida, uh, the two major ones, but we also want you to feel free to call in with your uh, local amusement park, your local attraction. It doesn't necessarily have to be an amusement park that is known to be haunted. We want your stories as well. Ours is Sunsplash. It's not that amusing. And, and you can call our number at, I've got to scroll up. At 813-418-6822. And of course, you can call that anytime. And yes, it is pinned to the top of the chat, so you guys will totally be able to uh, to see that as well. Um, you're kind of throwing me off with these little uh, bah, nah, 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 going on, but that's okay. Hi. No, that's okay. That's what you're here for. That's 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 what you. Um, anyone, right, Rita? Anyone who's been to Rocky Point knows Rocky Point, loves Rocky Point, and is like, wish I could go to Rocky Point. You can't. Um, they shut it down. Oh yeah, years ago. All right, so you got to do something to get closer. Tell me about the movie that you just watched. The, the one that you watched with uh, 13. 13? 11, with 11. Well, you mean Enola Holmes? Yeah, you got to speak into the mic, though. You got to back up and so speak like, into the mic. No, no. Okay, go ahead. So Enola Holmes. Give like a one-minute review. Nella Holmes is Sherlock Holmes' brother, not sister. brother, sister, and on her 16th birthday, her mother went missing, and she goes on this giant rampage to find her, but the other brother, Mycroft, is like, nah, I'm gonna put you in a preparatory school for young ladies, but then there's a boy, and his name is Tabesco Rakeskuski, I think it's like Tabriski or something, it's it's something I do not know how to pronounce, but he's a love interest, they never actually end up kissing, he kisses her hand though, and they almost kiss, uh, it's it's really sad, because I really wanted to see them. And what do you think is the best part of that movie? Um, like, what's the part that you were really getting into when, well, I, when I was watching there it? Was not two. individual scenes, but what, what things were going on in the movie that were... Oh um, my god, You um, don't have to touch the mic. Enola, Enola in general, Enola, her fighting... Okay, that's character. I'm Wits. talking about part having to do with the plot. Yeah, Enola. Uh huh. Also, the love interest. Really? Yeah, it was really hashtag, sweet. Hashtag hashtag love. Um, it was really sweet. One of the things that I saw you getting really into um, is the idea of hints and clues and mysteries and the fact that there is something that is uh, something that's been planted. And you like follow one clue to the next clue, and you follow it to the next clue, and you follow it to the next clue, and it's kind of like what I was watching when I was watching you watch it. It seemed like it was National Treasure, but with Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, oh, let's find this. Where is this going? This leads us to the next clue. This leads us to the next clue. And I really enjoyed that factor of it. And uh, a few years ago, like five years ago, because we would we would close down the school essentially for state testing. Um, we would be in the room with our kids for a long time, and we would have these 
uh, what we called one book, one school. And during one book, one school, we would, um, everyone would be reading the same book. And a few years ago, we chose, I was not part of the choosing of this, the worst book in the history of mankind. Lauren Coleman? Not, no, not a book by Lauren Coleman. Um, a book series, well, the first book in a series that you absolutely adore. <laughs> and what's the name of that series? It's a little series I like to call Kingdom Keepers. Kingdom Keepers. So I'm not sure how many people out here have been that. If you've got kids, I'm only maybe you've read it. Five. Um, I just renewed it in the library. Um, that's fine. Nope, we're done. Um, you said we're going to finish. I never said the words we were going to yes, finish the did. candy corns. Um, we uh, Tell us about what the premise of that story is, because it kind of fits in with what we're talking about tonight. So basically, um, there are... Give me a hot second here. One minute review. Willow, Finn... One minute review. Willow, Finn, Philby, Maybeth, Charlene... There are a bunch of kids. There's a bunch of kids, and basically they do this audition to be a DHI, a.k.a. a Disney host interactive. Mm-hmm. Right? So basically they're filmed, their entire movements are filmed, and they're projected into the park as guides. Okay. Really cool. However, However this programs their minds to go, while they are sleeping, it projects them and their DHI holograms into the park. Mm-hmm. So... There are these bad guys we call them overtakers. Yeah, okay. they're Both basically they're basically the villains of Disney, <laughs> like Maleficent, a chair in the bog, and um, Jafar. Those are a couple I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Evil Queen, Curl the Bill. Get the point. Also, there are these spies, and you can tell that they're spies because they have green eyes. So it totally takes it's great. Uh, I love advantage it. and plays on this fact that there are mysterious things that go on at Disney. And that Disney is a very different place with the lights off, right? Every night after that big parade, all the people leave, and there's a whole other world going on in there. Yeah, and the, and the, the characters come to life. I forgot to mention that. Right. Like when they leave. And the other thing that's interesting, which Disney has played upon over the years, is that there are um, secrets hidden all over the park, right? And the more you become immersed in Disney culture, the more you're able to notice them, right? And and Kingdom Keepers, the one thing that it does that's really interesting, in my opinion, is that it takes different symbols and different hidden logos. Everyone knows that, you know, when you watch oh, a Disney movie, there's so many. There are all of these like little symbols in the movie and you can connect them and all these things and and Pixar kind of plays on that too. Oh, and there's a, and there's two girls and they're like twins. One used to be bad, but got switched to good after the end of the first book. And then another one, her name's Amanda. She's the love interest of the main character. You're all about the love tonight. It's Halloween, not Valentine's Day. And she does telekinesis, and her sister, Jess, she can dream the future. So more on to the point. (laughs) The kids in the book have to unlock these secrets. um, And... To be able to kind of like solve the crime, solve the riddles, stop the bad guys, all those things like that. And it's a real thing, right? Like if you, there's actually books you can buy that you can tour Disney, or at least while you're visiting Disney, and see all of these different things. Like you can see all these clues that are in Kingdom Keepers, that are in other things. And essentially it leads to this um, 
idea or this 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 aura about Disney that there's something else going on. There is something magical that if you could unlock it, you could somehow hold it in your hand. And it makes it a perfect place for there to be ghostly legends. Um, so we're going to go through some of the ghostly legends that are at Disney. And I thought as we would go through, you would tell me any of these rides that you've actually been on. Right. That you remember at all. Uh, how about I remember if I've heard of them? Okay, how about that? The first one I want to talk about is Tom... Are you going somewhere? No, I'm just... Okay, the first one we're going to talk about is Tom Sawyer's Island. Yep, I heard about that in Kingdom Keepers. Okay, what did you hear about in Kingdom Keepers with Tom Sawyer's Island? It's a Tom... Because this is island. actually... Um, this is actually one of the very... A really interesting one that's kind of one of the most sustained ones. Is there a mine? I just saw this in the news. Okay, so tell me what you know about it, and then we, we can kind of um, go from there. Is there like an underground place, mm -hmm. supposedly? Yeah. Yeah. So, Tom Sawyer's Island is um, one of the things that Walt Disney thought that the, the, the designers were not getting right. Um, when he opened, his whole, his whole imagining of, the, um, of, the, of Disneyland, or Disney World, we're in Disney World, is, was, okay, it's going to be imagination, it's going to be all this. He took, obviously, some of the rides and duplicated them. Um, but there was something, there was something missing. He felt like some of the rides that were specific or some of the designs were not perfect. And the Tom Sawyer ride is one of the ones that really stressed him out. Um, and he changed the design, rechanged the design, did this, switched this. Um, and so the result of that is that there are a lot of tunnels and like secret passageways and secret tunnel, and all these different odd places, all of which are said to be haunted. Now, this is going to kind of become a theme. Hi, Gabby. This is going to kind of become a theme for a lot of these, but it's said that several workers um, got lost in the tunnels and couldn't be found oh. and died. They died. Whoops. And so their souls are kind of left there. Um, this is, once again... Not only the, the death of a worker, especially one of the original workers, but also the idea of uh, other people say that these shadow men and these unexplained shadows and whispers and voices that they hear in the tunnels um, are the residual haunting of people who just spent so much time there because Walt Disney had such a hard time with it, and he was, like, driving them crazy with the designs that they spent so much of their energy kind of developing these caves and developing all these tunnels that some part of their energy stayed there. Mm. And so their shadows are kind of seen all the time on, in the, on the island and then definitely in the tunnels. Is that... Is that okay, so should we rank these as, in terms of, like, their scariness and spookiness? Yeah. Would you go into Tom Sawyer's Island to vi visit... And investigate the shadows. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so it's like every other thing we've ever investigated. So you mean ooh, legend trips? Ooh, spooky voices, it screams, cries. Some part of their energy still left there. Okay, so in terms of fright factor, right? What are we gonna do? Like mouse ears? Like one out of five mouse ears? <laughs> one out of five. No, mouse ears? let's do one out of five turkey legs. Turkey legs. Okay, so this would you say that this legend 
uh, of Tom Sawyer's Island is one out of five. Like, how many turkey legs? Two. Two. Two turkey legs. Okay, so two turkey legs. And, of course, you guys in the audience can can kind of vote as well. Tom Sawyer's Island, you're saying two turkey legs. Two or three. Two or three. 2.5 turkey legs. All right, excellent. Um, The next one is kind of – this one's in Epcot. And this is in – uh, spaceship Earth. A lot of these stories I've that I'm getting. That. Have you been on that? Really? I've been on Space um, Earth. A lot of these stories that we're. I think. I'm getting partly getting some of the research from uh, Mark Muncy's Freaky Florida. As you can see, I've got Mark several Muncy. things tagged off. Um, and Eerie Florida. And, and Weird Florida. Uh, nope, none of these are coming from Weird Florida. I know, I know. Um, okay, so here we go. Spaceship Earth has. The ghosts of a little girl and a little boy mm. who are seen playing all throughout the ride. And the backstory with this is, is that it was a little boy and girl who got lost from their family, mm-hmm. right? And their parents never found them. Like the, somehow they got lost that's the one where you're on, on like that the ride. Thing and you like go through all the different rooms and there's like the planets and yep, stuff. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. on that. Um, and their souls are trapped there, right? And these little kids are seen. You can once again you hear them giggling mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and like I said, the legend is, which I think is probably plays into the fear that every parent has when they go out there, which is you're somehow going to lose your kids. Um, and your kids are going to be trapped there. You're never going to find them. That's that quick legend. What do you th- what do you think about that? One out of five. It's children. What are they gonna do? Okay, but I mean the idea of like the legend itself, not just if it's scary. Like it's oh. it's the interestingness of the legend. They're probably not just... a three out of five because like I understand the fear. You understand of the fear. Losing Have you ever? So I was when I was looking for uh, pictures for tonight's um, episode. I was digging deep into some of the old digital photos I have, and I actually found pictures of the. Pumpkin festival that we lost Devin at. Um, do you know that story about how we lost Devin? We yes, lost Devin, yes, yeah. I and it was it was one of the scariest moments of my life. And so <laughs> for me that really resonates because um because I I can imagine losing my child, right? And my child and, and I think it would be scary to even think that for eternity you'd have to hang out with your brother. Um the next oh, one, I have no idea what oh, this Lord, one is. Oh lord, that's a five out of five. I have no idea what this one is. It's called Impressions de France or Impressions de France. And it is a theater. So I love haunted theaters. And I think there are a few haunted theaters we're going to talk about tonight. And it's like pile on, pile on, pile on uh, these different kinds of um, paranormal or supernatural creepy elements. So in this one, you have the whole like idea of it being like, you know, Le Français, Le Français from France. Um, and then you have that it's in Disney, Epcot. And then you have that it's a theater, right? And so you have all of these classic elements. No one knows where the shadowy figure comes from, but he's seen in the theater. He's known How to ominous. He's known to uh, push seats down. Um, he's known to be seen, like, during performances. <laughs> these are just a quick hit. So what do you think of that one? Because you, you were just like sitting back, chilling and watching a movie, and you just look over and you see a guy in this corner staring at you like this, and you're like, 
Well, he's seen as a shadowy figure. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things. All right. Here's a really interesting one. All right. So this is the Tower of Terror. Have you been on the Tower of Terror? No, I want to go on the Tower of Terror. Okay. Just so you know, I will never go on most of these rides because rides freak me out. Um, There's a former uh, actor, like a former actor who used to play the bellhop of the of the hotel of, of the Tower of Terror, uh, and it said that he died during his shift, right? Oh, that's not good. Um, and that Rip. every evening, this one I think is directly from Mark, every evening on the final ride of the night, his ghost can be seen. So, and on that final ride of the night, platform D lights flicker. And then he's sometimes seen like on the ride, or his shadow is, or or his his figure is seen like somewhere on the ride, or on the platform, or something like that. And he comes back every single night, and it's kind of like infamous. And and they even said uh, investigators, paranormal investigators, like asked to be on the last one so they can try to capture evidence. All of these things that we're talking about, I think I've heard of that. There's photo evidence. You've you've heard of that one? I think actually that one's in Hidden Keepers, isn't it? The, The third one. Um, where they go to the Tower of Terror? They don't go to the Tower of Terror in the third one. Okay. One of them, they go to the Tower of Terror. And I well, think it's I haven't there. gotten to that one yet. Um, I haven't gotten to that one yet. Um, the next one is... So I'm actually kind of going back. Wait, this, they might have. I don't know. This one... Um, this one is... I did a deep dive on this one. Um, as much as I could. And by deep dive, I mean like, you know... Kind of cross-reference some things. The Peter Pan ride is said to be haunted. Mm. So this part's going to be a little bit freaky for you. You're going to have to tell me if you can, can handle this. Okay. Okay. So um, they say that uh, right as you're flying through the Darling's window, you can... Have you ever been on the Peter Pan ride? Mm-hmm. I know, obviously, you've been in Peter Pan, but like the musical, but like... When you fly through the Darling's window, if you look back, if you look behind you, you can see that there's a hanged man. And this has been seen, and this has been photographed. Um, This is one of those ghost stories that, like, a lot of people, staff members have reported on it. I was able to find some kind of Reddit posts that talked about, like, people who work there who have seen this. Um, And It's just there, and no one's going to, like... Like, hey, maybe we should take that down. Well, when people go and approach it, it, it disappears. So it's one of those things where people see it and then they look again and it's not there, or they try to track it down or see if it's a shadow and they can't recreate it. But there's definitely a hanged man, and there's actually uh, a story that I found that I kind of had. I searched for it because I kind of had a feeling for it. Um, and we're not going to go too deep into it because there are repercussions to going too deep into this story. Mm-hmm, but I'm for sure. those people who know about it, um, it's said <clears throat> that there's a such there's such a thing called the Peter Pan cult. No, is it like we're not gonna grow old? A lot creepier than that. <clears throat> um, it's like... one of those right. That's what I'm saying. It's it's one of those theorized cults. That is supposed to be responsible for a lot of abductions and a lot of unexplained things that happen. Um, in Florida? That revolves across the country. That involves... Ten turkey legs. Thank you. This is serious stuff. 
that involves abduction of children, molestation of children, the sacrifice of children, um, but also a kind of, um, I don't know the right word to, to use here, but adults who feel as if they can uh, transform themselves and like to transform themselves into children, uh, which is part of the reason why they take children, whether it's for their energy, whether it's for their essence. This is one of those things where uh, if you go searching for it on the internet, uh, you're not going to find a lot of information about it. Um, it's really dark web kind of stuff. You know what the dark web is? Um, and it's a theorized cult and every once in a while, and maybe some of the stuff that's coming up now is kind of attached to this. Uh, if you've been watching the news and things like that. Um, but it's said that one of the centers of this cult is actually in Disney and that that, um, that person who is hanged is someone who is going to betray the cult. Um, and so the kind of power and the powerful people we're talking about have that kind of pull uh, to actually both have their ceremonies and their rituals at Disney. And that's one of the longstanding uh, urban legends about Disney is that there is a cult that works within it um, that maybe conjures stuff that isn't good. And I think they, they talk about that in Kingdom Keepers too, the idea of like harnessing evil and stuff like that. Um, and that the Peter Pan cult is part of that. Um, so Peter Pan cults, creepiness, factor, urban ten, legendness. Ten chicken, uh, chicken. You can't go ten turkey legs. Then five turkey legs. Five turkey legs. Yeah, that is, I would love to... Um, and actually, you know, you're, you're. I would not love to. You were mentioning Lauren Coleman. Lauren Coleman uh, is actually uh, one of the leading authorities on, on these <laughs> Peter Pan cults. Of course he is. Stop. Um, <laughs> all right, the next one, we, we can kind of switch gears a little bit, is the Haunted Mansion. I'll go on that one too. You were on the Haunted She went on the Haunted Mansion. I went on the Haunted Mansion? You were on the Haunted Mansion. I literally have pictures of you at the Haunted Mansion. Did I cry? Did you cry? No, you loved it just because, like, you love everything. Um, it was, we were trying to look for the pictures of Ella um, when we went one year to Disney and made her up as a princess. I'm a princess. She was, a, she was the most beautiful little princess. Um, she, like, got her hair done, her makeup done, a dress done. It cost, like, $8,000. Uh, and I got really scared when I saw, like, people had, like, their little sticker, like, jewels on their cheek because I thought they had, like, pierced their The skin. piercings. Um, on that trip, one of the places we went to was I think I think Devin stayed outside. <laughs> I think Devin stayed outside. But um, was the haunted mansion, which in and of itself is not really creepy. I mean, it's creepy, it's fun, um, but it has a lot of for for actually for being so connected with hauntings and ghosts, it actually is not as haunted as people think it is. But um, there is the famous man with a cane. Oh, right? I've, I think I've heard of this. So there's a man who's randomly seen um, on the ride. Sometimes he's in one of the Doom, like not Doom, but Doom, one of the Doom buggies. Uh, other times he's seen walking in the ride. Um, people who work at Disney have often said that like when they set things up or like when they're closing or when the parks, that they actually see him and he always has a cane. Um, and he is kind of like this older man. Huh? Is your tea? What? Your tea? Yeah, yeah. You can't have my tea. Um, there's also the ghost of a little boy who rides the dune buggy. Now, neither of these stories have backgrounds to them. Um, 
the the old man with the cane they think might have something to do with like some of the materials that they used when they were making the haunted mansion actually might have been haunted themselves like haunted objects kind of thing and this man came with it uh some of the set designs we're going to talk more about like what might cause these things um but it's kind of one of those long-standing ones so what do you think about the man with the cane the haunted mansion in terms of ghosts two out of five two out of five really so it wouldn't like um yes rita i'm answering your question yes it is um you you don't think that that's scary at all that there's someone there's an old man trapped there that like and this is the one that probably has been most the second one that's been most seen is this man like people have been reporting it for years i'm glad you asked wow you set me up for this one (laughs) um pirates of the caribbean okay Ah, this is this oh you know this one all right, go Apparently ahead. Apparently, they, you know? they use real skeletons for the ride. That one part where the skeleton's sitting on the throne, it said that they used actual, an actual skeleton for that skeleton. So there are several ghosts that we're going to talk about. Um, the, the most famous of which, or, or we should say the, the place itself is said to be haunted. Um, people have kind of given it a name and given it a personification. But that doesn't necessarily mean that this is what's actually there. But you're totally 100% right. Um, much it's like. Cursed, right? huh? It's like cursed. Right, that somehow that there is a curse on that ride um, because they used real skeletons when they were making it. Like the original skeletons that were there. So we talked about this when we talked about Poltergeist and the Poltergeist curse. With the um, uh, water. With the, the water, skeletons? right. That. That actually was cheaper um, until very recently. It was actually cheaper to get a realistic, uh, to to get a real skeleton than it was to get a realistic fake one. And so a lot of old-timey carnivals, still to this day, um, amusement parks, movies, Disney, uh, used real skeletons. And that somehow putting those skeletons in the park uh, led to it being haunted. And... There were un... I'm a paranormal pirate. That's good timing. Um, that they are now stuck there, even though those skeletons have all been removed, like the real ones. There's something about that place that kind of keeps them there and traps them. Uh, and, and the two that are most frequently seen, the first one is a woman um, who, is seen, <laughs> who is seen in one of the water scenes. And she comes out of the water. People see her coming out of the water. She's soaking wet, and then she disappears. And employees have approached her. And uh, then all of a sudden, she's not there. Other people have like tried to help her out, and then she kind of disappears. There are a lot of pictures online um, of the drowned woman of Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, then there is George. Oh, he has a name. George is probably uh, one of the most famous ghosts in all of Florida, not even Disney. Uh, He's that well-known. There is so much lore. There are so many um, stories that are told about him that it's considered just one of those things where it's a truth, right? So you can believe in ghosts. You cannot believe in ghosts. But the story of George kind of lasts forever. And the story is that he was a carpenter, um... I've heard a few different things. I've heard, I've heard a carpenter. I've heard a welder, which I guess could still be a carpenter. 
Uh, I heard that he was one of the engineers, so there's been different kind of stories told, but he died um, while their construction was being made. Well, so while the original parts of the Caribbean there was being made. Um, one of the interesting things is, if you look at Disneyland, which is, which is the one in California, uh, they actually have a lot more ghosts there. Uh, and they have a lot of ghosts that have the same kind of backstory, which is they were working there, they died during construction. Or there were kids there and they died in the accident. When you look at Disney, it's actually interesting there's an urban legend that says you can't uh, be declared dead on the grounds of Disney. And you never hear reports of people dying. So many people go through there every year and no one ever seems to die. Right? You never hear of like a guy having a heart attack or he fell off this or he died there. Um, but there are these stories of during you construction. Might act, you might vomit, but you're not going to die. Which, of course, and then that leads to the idea that there is a conspiracy and that, you know, Disney is worth so much money and, and so important that the police and the state are all willing to cover up anything so that Disney doesn't stain its reputation. And let's not forget, Disney is in the shadow of the Ocala Forest. So that's an important thing. So this Carpenter George, he's seen uh, in the section where the town is burning. He's seen under the bridge. Um, and people actually physically describe him as like an older gentleman and like they see him um it's not like a shadowy figure like some of these things although he's sometimes seen only as a shadow um and the door have you ever been on parts of the caribbean no i think it was closed actually when we went when we went because uh, they were redesigning it because of the movies um there's a famous and it's in the movie too. Do you know the scene in the movie where the dog has the keys and all the criminals are trying to lure the dog? Yeah. That's one of the things that's directly from uh, the ride Pirates of the Caribbean, the old ride Pirates of the Caribbean. That door uh, to the jail that leads out of the jail is actually called George's door. And the legend, which is part of like what's the mystique of George is that he will mess everything up for you if you don't do what you're supposed to do. Right? What do you mean? So kind of like, you know how Robert has his rules? You have to say, hi, George, over the loudspeaker. Every day, every day at Disney, they say, hello, George. Or, or the rides George, don't work. Or the ride will break down. Right? Um, every night you have to say, uh, and they say over the loudspeaker, good night, George. And um, that has to close the park. If they don't do that, the next day the ride will malfunction. Um and if you go, for example, if you were to legend trip this, and you were during the Pirates of the Caribbean ride or near the Pirates of the Caribbean ride to talk about how you don't believe in George, uh oh, George that will like automatically him. cause things to go wrong. And people have actually said that they've uh, they've talked I about George, in George and they've talked about George, and then they have seen a shadowy figure following them around. Um, I believe or, in George. or a man who seems to be staring at them at different times in the park. Um, I believe in George. And the other kind of interesting thing is that he hates the renovations that have been made to uh, to the to the ride since the movies came out. I can understand. And he intentionally causes like bad things to happen to the um, to the uh, to the to the Johnny Depp. He hates Johnny Depp. He hates Johnny Depp. He hates, Whoopsies. he hates Jack Sparrow. And he actually makes the animatronics go crazy all the time. 
Uh, and that's one of the rides that constantly nice. breaks Thank down you, George. because um, because George hates it so much. I like and George. And so people have to honestly like praise George, just like Robert. They have to like follow the rules, and if they don't follow those rules, then like bad things happen. Parts of the Caribbean. How many turkey legs? I mean, I'm not scared of George, but I believe in George, so I guess three out of five. Three out of five. So I have I have a special treat for you. Okay. This weekend, without Devin, you and I have special access. We are going to legend trip Disney. We're going to spend the day actually going to Disney. Really? Yeah. And then at nighttime, we're going to be able to legend trip all of these. Okay, I'm totally lying. I would love you. I'm totally, li I'm totally lying. I'm totally lying. We're not going to Disney. Myself. We're not going to Disney. I know. If you had read the book, we might have gone to Disney. Oh, wow. <laughs> you should have seen your face. Though. You were like, we're going to Disney? We're going to Disney? They have all those things in there. No, we're not going to Disney. I totally <laughs> lied to you. Um, I know. I know I'm a horrible, horrible father. But if you had read the book, I might have sprung for it. But Tina, you didn't read the book. You will live with <laughs> me. And there are copies all over the house. You could have picked up the book. So your punishment is you're never going to Disney. I am never taking you to Disney. Why do you think Disney is haunted? So we've talked about several different things, right? Like, do you think it's just like, oh, bad things had happened there and therefore, like, the ghosts are there? Or do you think there's maybe something else going on? Bad things have happened. Weird stuff goes on there. It's also been around for a very long time. Also, Chernobog. What do you mean by that? Chernobog, Chernobog, I don't think a lot of people know about this. I think I think it's how you pronounce it, but Chernobog was what was originally in Fantasia. And Chernobog has been described by Walt Disney as the embodiment of evil. Okay. Yeah. And so he you think he's in the park? He might be. We will never know. Um, I think that it is first of all, it's important I'm finishing my candy corn. It's important to understand that um Disney is a is a, a a getaway. It's this fantasy world that's built on a lot of bad things, right? So we can talk about how um, there were a lot of sketchy things. Yeah, yeah, Dad. That led to um, <laughs> it's haunted by <laughs> parents who don't take their kids. Um, it's 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 the land itself was Native American land. Um, that was taken. Now, I'm not going to say ancient Indian burial grounds and those kinds of things. <laughs> but it was, it was land that was used. And, and what Walt Disney did, just a little history, is he made all these dummy corporations. And he essentially tricked. They're I mean, he paid fair. Dummies. He paid fair price, right? But uh, because he could only buy so much land under a company's name, he would just keep changing the company's name so he could buy land, buy land, buy land. Um, and what he essentially was doing was taking Whoa, uh, was these a lands, a lot of which were swamps, a lot of which were sacred swamps, and developing them, right? Uh, and by the time they found out what he was doing, he had already kind of had most of, the, most of the land, and he had enough money and power to kind of push it forward. So we think of Walt Disney as this great guy, and, you know, there's, He's not there's, awesome. a, all, there's a lot of things that, about him that are sketchy. Um, one of the things that people have theorized is why so many unexplained paranormal occult things happen is that uh, Walt Disney... Now, these are rumors. 
but that Walt Disney uh, was not only uh, an active member of the Nazi party here in America, but that he ascribed to a lot of their occult. And you've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, and you, you, I know that you've known, you know some things about uh, like the Nazis were obsessed with, and, and Hitler were obsessed with the occult and finding these ancient artifacts. And that, and, and actually, I think this is even talked about in, it doesn't say Nazi, but in Kingdom Keepers, they do talk about these sacred objects um, that are planted throughout. And, and a lot of people feel that those sacred objects are actually relics that the Nazis had captured. Um, and they kind of filtered their way down to Walt Disney, who, you know, was obviously able to survive past World it War is, II. I think, like, um, in one of the books, like, the blueprints of the... Of the um the sh- arc mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Well, I was thinking, isn't there like a writer's pen or something like that? Yeah, Disney's the pen? first thing is like the um, stonecutter's quill. Stonecutter's quill, exactly. Um, and so that that there are objects, and that there's even uh, there's even a very specific reason why he chose the place that he chose. There were several different. He was going to build in Washington State. He was going to build in Washington D.C. He was going to build in all these different New Jersey. Uh, and then he finally settled on, um, you know, essentially the swamps of Florida. A because he could get the land cheap, um, but also that like, there you was. Don't take their ch- children to for, uh, for Disney. But also that there are these, uh, there's something sacred about the location itself that he was tapping into, and so it's not just this idea. And of course, that's all part of the lore of Disney, right? It's that idea that there uh, there is something else going on. Um, there's a documentary called Out of the Shadows on YouTube. So we're going to have to check that out. We'll maybe do a follow-up. Thank you, Gabby. Um, and there is there is something to the location of the different parks that he has that tap into something dark and something sinister and something definitely uh, um, um, able to use energy. I don't know if you put any weight into that. That there's that there's actually something like there there and and then of course you have all the things of like people worked there so long there were accidents that were covered up there are probably a lot of unexplained and unaccounted for deaths um, that are swept under the rug because it is Disney and it is.
souls that wander aimlessly um, and that they're seen and then they go away and then they're seen again and then they go away for a little bit. And it's this idea that uh, um, they're somehow trapped there and their energies go in cycles. And so it's kind of like um, uh, uh, something brings them back, whether it's the anniversary of their death, something that, that is unknown is what constantly has them coming back to um, to the location. Um, and of course, we want to hear from you. If you have uh, either you've had an experience, you've heard another legend at uh, either Disney Universal, another park in Florida, but even your park. If you actually, even if you have a story about uh, Rocky Point or a place like that, please feel free to call in 813-418-6822. Uh, and share your story, or you can even share your theory. We've talked a few reasons why um, why Disney might be haunted, Disney might have ghosts to it. If you've got your own theory that's attached to it, some people have been chiming in on the chat room at uh, Tripping on Legends, facebook.com backslash Tripping on Legends. People have actually contributed in our IG tonight as well. Um, if you have your own theory or you have your own story about these parks or other parks, please feel free to call in. Do you remember the number again? 813-418-6822. Excellent. Did you remember that, or did I have to scroll up even to read it? I remember that. What about Universal? You ever been to Universal? Oh, I've been there like three times. Yeah? What ride's your favorite ride at Universal? The one in Island of Adventure inside of the Hogwarts Castle. The one where you flip upside down. So, it's it's the whole... Um, um, it's literally the most fun thing in the entire world. Why, is it, why do you think it's fun? Like, why do we like these? I hate amusement parks. I hate rides. So why do you why do you think? Because I think this is also part of the reason why they could be haunted. Because um, children like feed into food at kids. Right. I mean, there is like an energy thing, and that's part of the Kingdom Keepers books, right? No. Um, is this idea of like there's a ton of energy saved up there, and there and what is more uh, uh, potential energy turning to kinetic energy than these rides that are crazy scary? These roller coasters that like live off fear. It's ter- I mean, it's called Tower of Terror, right? It's obvious that it's it's one of those things. Um, probably, what I thought was the lamest ride was Back to the Future. I've never been Back to the Future. It was it shut down before you were born, I believe. Um, <laughs> so the Back to the Future ride, if you've been there, and I remember this one clearly. Uh, your mom and I went to went to Universal like, the mom. first time they came down to Florida. And your mama. mama. And um, we went there, and when we were on the Back to the Future ride, it was probably like the seventh ride we had been on that day. We got there early. Your mom was a master at like finding short lines and everything. Yeah, she still is. And we, is she? And um, finally, we got to the Back to the Future ride, and I'm like, you know what? I am sick of friggin' saving people. All the rides were like, no, 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 you've got to do this, this, this to save E.T. You know, E.T. needs to find his way home. The Terminator needs to... Oh, my God. The Men in Black ride. The Men in Black ride. Anyway, like, uh, uh, they had the Terminator ride at that time, and it was like, you have to save the universe from the Terminator. I'm like, I'm tired of saving people. I just want to ride things. Um, it is said that at least seven people have died on the Back to the Future ride. So... Mm-hmm. For those of you guys who are unfamiliar, and Ellie, who doesn't remember, uh, although you have been on this ride, you just don't remember. Uh, and I'll explain what I mean. Can you say it closed down before I was born? I'll explain what I mean. Um, that 
you were riding through like a 3D movie, right? And it was one of those 3D movies that it was one of those 3D movies that um, like ooh, it's what is this and it makes you sick and then it dies and the car never moves, like it just goes like nur, 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 oh, yeah, nur. that's on a right? escape Wait. from Dingo. Yes, it is. And uh, it's one of those, and then the, the projection is going like this, and it could be, um, you know, it makes you sick and stuff like that. And the idea is you're supposed to bump the car in front of you to time travel back or to, like, save the universe or whatever. What were you, what were you reacting to? Because you had... Five people have died. Uh, two people who are employees are said to have died uh, over the years on this one. Also, they say that... Um, uh, people have been thrown from it accidentally or like they've gone out and it's jarred and then like they've hurt themselves um, and their ghosts are still there. It is known, it is infamous for uh, constantly breaking down, right? Um, and it's one of the least, if you think about it, like you have this huge uh, roller coaster, right? And it flies and then it goes up a million miles in the air and it goes 100 miles an hour, blah, 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 blah. And they, they break down, they don't break down that much. And then you have this little one that's just like a little car with a movie screen in front of it, and they, it constantly breaks down. Um, these shadow people are said to like appear on the screen. People have reported seeing them, seeing people vanish like in the waiting room, like when they're waiting for the ride. Uh, people have seen, um, they've been, because it's like it goes like this and then it kind of goes up. Uh, people have seen someone like falling from the, like outside. Um, people have heard whistling, like whistling a happy tune. You're making me very paranoid, sir. I'm, I'm trying to. Um, that people have actually, uh, like here, and they can't follow it. And that's employees especially have reported that. Once again, that was on, um, that was on a few of the Reddit feeds that I was able to kind of follow that talked about employees hearing this whistling after the park was closed, after they were sure Nothing was there. Uh, there was something I didn't get to look up. Something about the ghost whisperer. I have to look this up. But something about how the the um, the, the the ride itself went up in flames with the ghost whisperer, and that somehow like there was the ghost actually like communicating, saying they didn't like that show on set or something like that. That I have to follow up on because I didn't. I wasn't able to to find any information. Wow. Um, but I'm pretty sure that this ride. After it busted so many times and they were having so many issues with it, I'm pretty sure they reissued this as the Simpsons ride. Do you remember the Simpsons ride? Do you remember what happened when we went on the Simpsons ride? It broke down, right? Uh, we were on it and it, uh, the screen broke and it played the entire movie in reverse and the car was just going da 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 and so they say the same issues that have happened all throughout this time with um, with the uh, Back to the Future also happened. And that did people are still seeing – yeah, I think you did. You, you usually cried back in those days. Um, <laughs> the other one uh, – you're going to – why don't we take the Ouija board down? This is not the third time it's hit me in the head. Maybe that's a message. Maybe that's a message. So my Ouija board keeps falling on my head as we're discussing these things. Hashtag follow the signs or in this case, follow the board. Um, So um, maybe he's getting angry because you didn't take the Ouija board down. The Parisian theater. Once again, we have another haunted theater. This haunted theater, you're not going to hit all your little waves. 
this haunted theater is on the campus of uh, Universal. I think it actually might be this the studio one. Um, historically, Universal has always had rides, and and um, sure. we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, have always had rides that fall apart, right? So like even um, their uh, Jaws ride, much like Jaws in the movie, was constantly shutting down. Like it's kind of considered the lesser of the parks, right? Like you're either a Disney fan or you're a Universal fan. Universal has a lot more issues, a lot more problems, and a lot more reports of breakdowns and, and things that are going on. Um, one of these is in the Parisian Theater, which is said to have the ghost of Lon Chaney. Now, you are way too young to know the two people we're going to be talking about in these next two haunts. Do you know who Lon Chaney is? Heard the name. Okay, Lon Chaney Jr., I should say. He is an, uh, a famous, infamous horror actor. Um, so he was like in a lot of the old-time movies, played a lot of the old-time villains, and he is most famous, most famously known for playing... Phantom of the Opera. You're off by about Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> 60 years. That one. Yes, Phantom of the Opera. And it's said that he walks uh, the street outside of the Parisian Theater. He walks that street dressed as the Phantom of the Opera. And people like actually think that it's him. Like, oh, look at Phantom of the Opera! And then the guy disappears. Well, or he goes around a corner and completely... Now, both of these parks are designed to have people disappear. Ever notice that you never see Mickey... Uh, or one of the characters come out of anything. Like, you know, they're just there magically. It's designed that way. Ask your mom about it. It's, there's all these little passages yeah, and like elevations under, and stuff like that and underground things uh, that are designed so to not interrupt the flow of the magic of just like, oh my God, now they're here. Also, like, there's a, there's a whole, like, schedule and everything to make sure that there are none of the two people out at the same time. Right, right. Um, so, you know, there might be some mysterious going on with people seeing Lon Chaney of him actually um, being an actor, right? And if you're not going to be on camera, I'm going to tilt this this way. Um, for him actually being on, you know, like, being an actor, right? Except for the fact that it's the people in the park that report it. There is no Phantom of the Opera actor. There is no set that has that. Right, there's not. It's not like it, it's a, a a designed thing. So for this person to be there, and he's actually seen in the theater as well. Okay. Right, and you can actually, um, people have reported seeing him. It's he said to mess with the mechanics of everything. Um, he said to, um, play with with things. Um, and once again, he said to disappear and appear at will. These don't have turkey legs. What do they have in Universal? That's like turkey legs. It's been like a decade since I've been at Universal, so I don't know. Uh, I don't remember. But do you think that's scary? Would you go to the theater to see the ghost of the Phantom of the Opera? Maybe. Maybe. And he's seen in that long cloak and the hat and everything like that. Uh, Shrek is haunted. Shrek. Shrek. Now, for those of you guys who don't know. German idiot. For those of you guys, it is German. And he gave him his own name because he heard people making fun of him. Have you heard that urban legend? No. That Shrek doesn't actually have a name. Shrek's not his name. He just heard people calling him monster all the time. And when Donkey asks him what his name is, he's never had a name. And he just kind of goes, uh, okay. Shrek? Okay. And it just kind of becomes that. You ever heard that story, that, that, movie, that movie theory? Now you have. Um, in the 1990s, 
when Universal was opening up, they had a ride that was dedicated to the master of one of the masters of cinema. Mel's um, Burgers. The Art of Making Movies. The ride was called The Art of Making Movies. Uh, and it was dedicated to Alfred Hitchcock. You know who Alfred Hitchcock is? Irvin Wagner. I've heard of Good him. evening. Tonight we're going to go through how to make movies. That's my impersonation. Um, while not considered a horror director, like they said not a horror director, but I mean like he's made some of the creepiest movies of all time, including E.H.? Um, including Who's that? Who's talking? Including uh, <laughs> Psycho. Psycho. Vertigo. Vertigo. Uh, 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 Rear Window. Uh, the Birds. North by Northwest. These are all movies that while not traditionally like well, actually, that, that is, you know, in Psycho. Um, but, to ha- like, not ghosts or something like that, although there are ghosts. In- See what I'm saying? Like, he, he's considered thriller, but there are so many paranormal elements to him. And he was a crazy, badass, batshit crazy man. Um, I was actually having a conversation about this. Hitchcock was psychotic. Um, not only that, but he was he was messed up in the mind, in his brain, in that he loved to torture women. So there so is this I... idea. No, he's been dead for a while. There is this idea of what's known as the Hitchcock Blonde, right? And the Hitchcock he would he would essentially hire these women who he had feelings for, and then run them through the ringer, right? Like ringer? really, not like metaphorically. Like he would put them under such horrible work conditions. He would intentionally like freak them out because he got off on like them being scared. He would uh, be harder on them than the other actors and make them do scenes over and over and over again, make them be in cold water, like freak them. I mean, he really like tortured these women, uh, all of which, all of which who gave the best performances of their lives under him. uh, And all of whom like created these amazing movies that stand the test of time. He was really one of those people who, mixed kind of you could say his sexual gratification of what was going on with these women um with his art to create these movies that stand the test of time are some of the greatest movies of all time but that doesn't make him any less sane he was a meticulous you know what meticulous means like every detail was worked out like it everything had to be exact he was crazy like that um and when uh, when they uh, made this ride, or this thing you would go to, if you've been to Universal, there are a lot of things in Universal that are just like, here, sit here and watch this stuff, right? Um, Anthony Perkins actually like narrated a lot of it, and it was just essentially getting into the mind of um, of what Alfred how Alfred Hitchcock created, which after a while got kind of boring, right? I mean, if you were a movie aficionado like me, I actually have a book by Alfred Hitchcock called The Art of Making Movies. Like, I have a book that's titled that same thing. Uh, obsessed with him, especially when I was in film school. And so they decided to replace it. been about 10 years. And they decided to replace it with... Shrek. Shrek. Shrek 4D. Shrek 4D. And if you know the story of Shrek, um, I was actually going to post a picture. After, as I was doing this, I was going to post, post a picture of you in the, from the Shrek movie. Um, I was in the Shrek movie. Of Shrek playing. Shrek Jr. 
Um, <laughs> I don't know, please, Alfred man. Hitchcock's ghost is said to haunt the Shrek ride. He is offended that his ride would be taken down <laughs> and replaced with this whole Shrek thing. And so he constantly makes things go wrong on the ride. Um, the animatronics go on and off. He messes with the lights and with the doors. Um, he is known to... Uh, um, um, to br- he, one of the theaters, I guess there's two theaters as part of Shrek 4D, so they can have two going at the same time. He actually is responsible, said to be responsible, for breaking down one of them. People, everything that happens near that area that goes wrong, they blame Alfred Hitchcock. And they say that his ghost is seen, people see him, and they think it's like, oh, like a leftover from the old ride, and then he just kind of disappears. Um, And he absolutely cannot stand this Shrek ride. And he will make it go crazy, haywire crazy, unless you do something. Guess, Guess what you have to do to appease the ghost of Alfred Hitchcock? You mean what? What? Yes. Normal. You have to bring a blonde on? No, but he a is... A woman. <clears throat> it is said that on the on the Shrek ride, blondes have felt themselves being touched, have had their hair played with, uh, and other people haven't reported that, but these blondes that like look a lot like the, um, the Alfred Hitchcock blondes uh, have actually been messed with. No. You have to say, every morning when you start... You have to say, hello, hello, Alfred. When you leave, you have to say goodbye. Goodbye, Alfred. And you have to, and you have to thank him for a great day. And if you don't do those things, the ride will go completely crazy. So you have to once again appease (laughs) Alfred Hitchcock. Imagine just like like being on the Shrek ride and touch people and then go, and all of a sudden you just hear, I do not like this ogre and this ride. It is inconsequential artistically. Um, so I had to get close to the mic to do the Alfred Hitchcock voice. So people have actually gone there um, and like to the Shrek ride with like uh, uh, like fake knives, like in Psycho, to try to get him to like do something. Um, people have uh, uh, people have like. Uh, tried to get Alfred Hitchcock to talk to him. Like, I've done, like, little things from the movies, like Bring a Bird or something like that, try to get this Alfred Hitchcock, which is kind of crazy. Um, but it's, it's uh, you know, someone asked, why does, uh, Michelle asked, why does Alfred Hitchcock need so much gratification? And I would point to the fact, have you ever actually seen Alfred Hitchcock? Do you think that he... You probably won't, probably won't work well on that. There's, you know, yeah, I know. So that Black is. Betty. Not to mention the fact you don't want to mess with the connection. Um, that he probably like couldn't get women naturally. I don't know, but it's also like I mean, any person that's in control like that. And of course, that's one of the things that leads to the legend. He's such a larger than life character that you would naturally assume that kind of energy, that kind of like gravitas, uh, that kind of ego would survive after death. Like, if you're actually doing... Um, and he was he was there for some of the um, original building of these things. That that kind of juice would stick around. Um, and, of course, that's, like, the big thing for all of these. That, that fountain of youth we talked about at the beginning. The idea that this is oftentimes where uh, 
kids spend the best day of their lives, where parents refine, like rejuvenate themselves. Um, it's also the place where there's a lot of anger. Have you ever been to? Well, I can tell you uh, from from Devin's perspective uh, that Devin uh, was there once. This is just a story, but this example can be played over and over again. Okay. <laughs> when Devin, <laughs> she's looking at a picture of Elton Hitchcock. Good evening. I cannot get women without torturing them. Um, I remember when when I Devin can went there. See why? But actually, I wasn't even with them. I think we were still living in. I think we might have just moved down there, and Devin went with his uncle and and, and his mom now, to Disney. Can you hear me? Is he gonna help me? Probably. I'm, I'm actually going to go find the book. I'm going to lay it in your bed tonight. So when you wake no, up, it's right there. I will actually um, let me let me Let me get this because we're kind of uh, wrapping things up. And so I want to make sure we kind of get this point across. Devin was so ridiculously scared of the dressed characters that he was screaming, crying. Um, and they had to bribe him with, with food. Right, they had to get him like an ice cream, and he finally calmed down. Um, there are there are so many moments, and if you've ever been to either Disney or Universal, Disney more, I would say, there are these moments where um, the kid realizes that it's got to end, and they scream, and they yell, and parents get freaked out, and it's hot, and it's so you have this odd combination, this this paradox of the best day that you're ever going to have with these absolutely horrifying moments of like fear, like trying to get Devin to go on the money uh, the first time was, was, was terror. Um, You see things like the parent really wants the picture of the kid with Mickey and the little kid, maybe not Mickey because he's more well-known, but like some of the other character and the kid's freaking out. He's like screaming, no, 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 no. And, uh, and, and it's just the way it is. Like, right? The parents want it more than the kids. Um, so there's a lot of juice in those places. Uh, you have, like I said, you have the fear of the and, the and the exhilaration of going up and down those rides. Uh, you have the jump scare. A lot of those rides rely on the jump scare for excitement and for interest. So we're not going to Disney. Yeah, no. We're not going to Universal. Yeah, no, yeah. Maybe we'll go to Silver Springs. Um, but I would love suggestions for other parks, other haunted legends that take place in parks um, within a 10-hour ride of where we are, right? So if people know of any in Georgia, if people know of any, uh, even in South Carolina, uh, these places that have the same kind of mystique, and they can be big, they can be small. I heard someone talking earlier uh, about Casadega is kind of an amusement park for psychics. Um these are all places that would be really interesting to trip because they do have such a rich, deep history and it's so loaded with personalities that it, it might be worth it. So that is definitely, I've got actually a few. I have one more month left. I just got an extension on um, the Haunted Ocala book. So I have one month to finish that. Uh, and I've got four, four great legend trips uh, that have nothing to do with the Ocala that are coming up. Okay. This is what happens, right? You take a kid to the amusement park, you spend a million dollars, all you want is a thank you, and this is the face that you get, that tiredness, that grumpiness. Um, 
that's losing the juice too. I've got four legend chips, so I will be able to come back in the coming weeks and talk about some of these things that I'm very interested in. Um, we have that movie we need to watch um, and review. Do you remember that? The one with the ghost watch? Out of the, out of the remember we watched that trailer of like the English movie, right? That was like a documentary. So we've got a few different things coming up. You're definitely going to want to stay tuned, and you're going to want to make sure that you're following us. And you can follow us on Twitter at Spooky Balzano and at Instagram. Thank you, my Instagram audience. Uh, you can follow us at Spooky Tripping. Spooky Tripping at gmail.com is also actually our address, our, uh, our email address. Our and of course, address. everything is on trippingonlegends.com. And the official dump of everything is facebook.com backslash trippingonlegends. And of course, we are here every Tuesday night now. Ella or no Ella, come rain or shine or lightning storm like tonight, we are on Midnight FM at midnight.fm. Where it's always midnight. Excellent. Good you remembered that. Um, we are on this time slot from 8.30 to 9, uh, leading into we – are, we are, did you know that we are, um, we are hammocked between Jeff Belanger, who they broadcast the New and England Legends, be- and Tim Weisberg's big show, the Midnight Society. So – we are we are the uh, we are the uh, the weak link of that of that chain link. I think but uh, big things are happening uh, and actually if you've been paying attention to Tim big things are happening uh, for not only the network but for things that are associated with the network too. If you have something to say, you stole the mic from me. Well, I'm stealing this mic. I'm grabbing this mic. So you know your outro and intro song. Yeah. The one of you from Doom the Guitar. Yeah. I think on one episode, you should just have a cover of me singing the song. I don't think there are words to it. And No, there aren't, but I'm okay. going... Ding, 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 ding. I am Christopher Balzano. And I am Ella Balzano. And here's hoping that all your trips... Are legendary. Who are you going to do it tonight? You know, I think I think instead of I think instead of um instead of doing it on your mouth, you should learn on your
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.